0: What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Report's NFL Draft and College Football Podcast. Yeah, I flipped it around this week. This is Matt Miller, your host. Joined, as always, on a Friday morning by my boy, Mello. Uh, We're just a couple days before Christmas. I am very, very excited because I secretly love Christmas. Maybe that's not even a secret anymore. It's probably just all the Christmas music just straight up putting you in the mood. I don't know any other way to say it. Love Christmas music, and I love the show that we have for everyone today. Uh, It's going to be a draft-on-draft heavy show. Y'all have been sending in so many great questions. We wanted to get to those. We're going to play Would You Rather, and we have a great guest interview with Brian Burns, former Florida State pass rusher, and a guy that I think is probably going to be a first-rounder. All right, we're going to play Would You Rather, (laughs) and we have some great ones this week. Again, if you guys want to get involved, send us in your Would You Rather simple scenarios. Which one would you rather do? Probably try to keep most of them sports-related. Sports-ish. We'll try to stick to football. Yeah, we'll throw in some, at least until the summer gets here. Then we'll be like, would you rather be sunburnt or hungover? Hungover. Hungover. I don't do sun sickness. Well. Uh, last time I checked, being hungover didn't cause cancer. So sunburns do. But what you drink to get hungover causes cancer. I th- everything causes Not cancer. Uh, all right. At Stranger Braxton, would you rather be a top 10 pick in, the, in a draft and make more but be on a shitty team or a bottom 10 pick and make less and be on a good team? I've actually I've always thought like it would be nice to be selected near the end of the first round like your money you'll get your second paycheck and if it's on a good team I think that you're probably setting yourself up unless you're a quarterback for a better payday if you are on a good team so I would actually say put me on a a successful team I don't I'll make my money later so I would rather go to like the Cardinals right now and have enough belief in myself that I'm going to turn it around give me that money. These dudes are just getting like thirty million dollars. Yeah. Uh, well, you also have to like see like what position are you drafting yourself at? Yeah, that's a lot goes into it. Right. If you're a quarterback, no, draft yeah, go ahead and give or, me that money. Yes. They can build around me. Yeah. I think any other position though, I would say bottom ten. Just because yeah. I don't know, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to experience winning, and I never really got to <laughs> right. do that, that when great. I played. This podcast mm-hmm. is winning. I bet it. I bet it's great. So it has much fun. It has to be. Speaking of winning, oh god, this is not winning. Is brutal. <laughs> Joe Sturchell, would you rather have John Gruden or Jeff Fisher as your head coach for the next 10 years? I mean, I I don't like either option, but I think you have to go John Gruden. I would go Jeff Fisher. Really? I at least like him.
1: Like, yeah, I I think but John like,
0: Gruden might get you above seven and nine. Jeff Fisher might get you to eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I think they're kind of, they're like different r- ends of the spectrum here. Like John Gruden, you're either going to lose like every game, yep. or you're gonna, you're gonna go two and fourteen, or you're gonna go fourteen and two. I believe their winning percentages career, uh, I know they were uh, when Gruden got hired, they were almost identical. Um, so, and it's for that reason too. Yeah. One is like boom or bust, and one is just going to keep it steady the whole damn time. I want to look this up. Gruden has won. 100 no he's won 98 games and he's lost 91 so shockingly middle of the road there he's had four seasons with double digit wins last one was in 2005 so uh 98 and 91 keep those numbers in your head jeff fisher i bet he has more wins gotta get there pro football well, yeah he's co- he coached for so long too though yeah i bet he has more losses <laughs> I can't find it, so never mind. Good. There it is. Okay, <laughs> <Talking>. <laughs> there it is. Okay, he, he coached for 22 years, so a long time. 173 to 165, so he has a 51 percent winning percentage. John Gruden has 51 percent. They're the same God. guy. Like yeah. that's my. They're the same guy. Jeff Fisher has a mustache and dips. Yeah, one's blonde. One's yeah. got like I, brown hair, I guess. Yeah, and a mullet. I'd rather have Jeff Fisher. I don't know. I would rather have John Gruden. I just I think that you have a better chance to win a Super Bowl with John Gruden. People should weigh in on this. Send it on the Twitters at Stick to Football. Would you rather have John Gruden or Jeff Fisher? Yeah, definitely. Because go. I actually I think I'm right on this one. Jack Flanagan, would you rather be the GM of the San Francisco 49ers, my team, or the Cleveland Browns for the next five years? I'll let you weigh in first. I would be the gem of the Browns. Oh wow! I did not see that coming. All right, I was just going to let you pick the Niners nope. and be like, "No, nope. you're wrong." The the Browns have a quarterback who is twenty three yeah. or four years old. They've got a marquee pass rusher. Yeah. I love That's Miles shut Garrett. down corner. Like they have the yeah. good cornerstones. I like their that you need. safeties. Like if they get some offensive line help, maybe another receiver in there. Yeah. Like they are and a I very love good Nick team. Chubb. Like yeah. I, as a Niners fan, um, you know, this, uh, and I bought into the hive. I got excited over the summer, but then there were shows where I was like, we be b- seven and nine, eight and eight. This team is not as good as everyone thinks they are. Um, there's too many holes on the roster and then Jimmy got hurt and, and Jerry McKinnon gets hurt and the season just falls apart completely. The Niners aren't in that good of shape. Like I know no, like, like, they're really Mike McGlinchey has looked very promising, uh-huh. um, and hopefully Dante Pettis can prove me wrong and and play way above where I had him ranked. But that roster doesn't look good. I love George Kittle. uh, The defensive line, they still can't get after the quarterback. Yeah. Great run defenders up there. Mm -hmm. Great, but you got it. It, People throw about 90 times now in the NFL. Yeah, so I'm going I think the Browns' job is going to be a very – like top job as far as coaching goes. And if you want to say GM too, I mean, John Dorsey's got some great things going there. So I would gladly hitch my wagon to the Browns. And I, as much as I hate Baker Mayfield, he's playing very well for a rookie. He really really proved that he was probably number one quarterback in that class. He's just, he's outplaying everybody. And it's not like he has a lot around him to work with nothing more than the other guys. I mean, he's not throwing to Larry Fitzgerald with David Johnson in the backfield, right? He's he's playing very well, Shots even though fired. I fired. Hate his guts. Wow. All righty, Tanner Williams, right on cue here. <laughs> Would you rather see Oklahoma quarterbacks win the Heisman the next five years, but Texas wins, or have a Texas player win it for the next five years, but lose to Oklahoma each year? As Texas fans, I feel comfortable answering for both of us. I don't give a shit about the Heisman Trophy if Texas beats Oklahoma. No, yeah, I don't need nothing. O- Congratulations. You can there go ahead and keep winning. There have been years where Texas was horrible, and it was like, as long as we beat Oklahoma, I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit who wins the fucking Heisman Trophy. Know. Because right now, Texas leads this series all time, 62-47. to 47. Oh, we got to keep that up there. the little difference there. And yeah, whatever. Recent history. Bullshit. Oh, they split this year, actually. <laughs> yeah. So no one so, can say anything. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'd take wins. I, I really don't care if we ever have a Heisman Trophy winner again. No. I mean... It's Ricky a, Williams was the last one before that Earl Campbell. Yeah, we got two of them. Yeah, three won a, if you count won a national young. championship in a year that guy didn't even win it. So uh, next with Joshua He he's in two. He's uh, he's Ooh. hogging hogging the would you rather's. This guy wants to win himself a sticky is what he wants he, to do. He wants to win get that stick in the mail. Would you rather have to spend one night with one thousand mice? we 100 years in a haunted house, and he means like Amityville level. So if people are not caught up on my uh, Twitter happenings, my house is haunted. I bought this house in June, found out very quickly it's haunted. Uh About a week back, pretty sure I saw a mouse in there, and I'm terrified of mice. Like, I mean terrified of mice. And I don't like them either. I, I will just run from – not run from them, but I'm not going to catch them. I'm not going to be that guy that's like, oh, I'll just – Put it in my hands and put it outside. It's not like when I fish, when I catch and release. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Break no, that no. thing's neck and I'll throw it outside. Uh but Sorry, question Peter. question here. It's just a really long time, one hundred years is. I don't even think I want to live that long and I know I won't. But then you have to take it to the like Amityville level. Right? Does he mean murder your whole family level, or just like the creepy shit in the house? I think house he means level. the creepy shit. So like it'd probably be the more fake like stuff, the Conjuring. Yeah, I would rather do that. I would rather do that as yeah, well. Yeah, a thousand mice? No they you, they would one hundred percent crawl on you, and that's the part they that would one hundred percent eat you. One thousand oh, mice? Oh, Yeah, they would eat you. Yeah, because they have nothing else right. to eat. They're You're, just constantly in the hunt. Oh, I'm not sleeping tonight. Yeah, ones just like crawling up your like your back of your shirt Mm -mm, mm -mm. funny thing about mice is they actually love bed springs Mm -mm. that's that's something not very many people know I'm gonna throw up they will get up in your bed springs you know your box springs and they'll just live in there they'll nest and then they just fuck like rabbits Yeah, just little baby mice in your bed springs. Is it Check be, your bed springs before you go to bed. Is it going to be good radio when I throw up? People are driving to work, and I'm dry heaving on the podcast because you're talking about mice. I mean, I would, they are, too. It's Friday morning. I would rather live in a haunted house for the rest of my life than live with the mouse that I may have. <laughs> I mean, a haunted house at least keeps you, like, excited, right? The, you're not sleeping either right, way. That Twitter thread I had going for a while was like, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like— Cool stuff that's going to happen to you, you. I don't think a, I really don't know where I stand on the whole ghost thing, if it's real or not. But I don't think anybody's ever died from a ghost. I'll I'll guarantee this: more people have died from mice than ghosts. I'll guarantee this: people have taken photos of mice. No one's ever taken a photo <laughs> of a ghost. <laughs> Allegedly no there's, there's they're not real mice Man. are real they carry the plague all right he's got two questions here though so next one is would you rather lose the Super Bowl to a Hail Mary uh, as time runs out in an all-time great game or win it with controversy taunting the victory tainting the victory yeah yep, sorry tainting. context uh, I would rather win uh, yeah, I'll win it all day. Oh, maybe okay. we filmed the other team's practice. I don't give a shit. Nope. No one's going to remember still that. still got, got the ring. Yep, uh, yep. this thing. Ace yep, Ventura can come try to pry it off my <laughs> fingers. Guess what they have to call you for the rest of your life? Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I yeah. think on you know, most like our would you rathers, yeah, I want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I want the most I money. I want to win the Super Bowl, and <laughs> yes, I want to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've learned about would you rathers in the two weeks we've yeah. been doing it. Uh, and I hate mice. Uh last question from at Jets Joe73. He's on a streak. He this is. guy is. Would you rather fight Mike Pennell, who's a D-lineman for the Jets, or let Tiger Woods hit a ball at you from five yards away? I'll take my chances fighting a guy. Over Tiger Woods hitting the ball. Have you ever been hit by a golf ball? Uh just by you. It's it's incredibly painful. Now I'm not gonna go crazy. Like I know that there's been some arguments. Who would you rather be tackled by versus the hockey putt thing. I think this is different. Yeah, I'm going to lose that fight, but I'm, I at least have a little bit of a chance. I get to fight back. And maybe he feels sorry for me. He doesn't kill me. I'd take Tiger Woods. Again, unless it's charity. <laughs> yeah, Tiger. It, it might be a bad back day for Tiger. He might not be able to hit. Yeah, is there so, a hot girl right. on the golf course right. that yeah. could distract him from hitting the ball? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not fighting Mike Pinole. I mean, if you're going to make me do it for real life... Yeah, I'm going to take that golf ball because I don't want to fight a 300-pound man. He's 333. <laughs> Six, okay, <four>. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and hit me with that golf ball. I looked him up on Twitter because I the guy tagged him. It's was like at the beast Penal. So I was like, who is this? And one of the last tweets he sent was from July, and he's in like a hoodie and like tights, and it's from the Jets' Twitter, and they were like, it was 87 degrees today. And he's like <laughs> in cold weather gear. I'm like, I ain't fucking with that, dude. No. Nope. So, would you rather, that's how you do it, send them in. We want you guys to get involved, and when we get back from Christmas break, we need a lot of these puppies. So, send them in to NFL Draft Scout, at Melo Esquire, or just stick to football. All right, y'all, we're joined now by one of my favorite players in the upcoming draft, the guy that's really shot up the draft boards over the last couple months, Florida State pass rusher, Brian Burns. Brian, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, man. So as I was saying, you have really shot up uh, throughout this draft process with a, a super strong junior year. Uh, you announced a, a while back you're going to go ahead and enter the 2019 draft coming off a year in which you had 15 and a half tackles for loss and 10 sacks. And what was kind of a down year for Florida State? What was it that clicked for you this year as a junior that that really allowed you to to just blow up statistically?
1: Um, honestly, it was just Working hard, uh, day in, day out, getting pushed by my teammates, Janaris Robinson and uh Joshua Kando, and really just being up on my team and you know, we um coming into the year we had a lot of hype. It was really uh, exciting and um you know, we didn't live up to that hype, but, but all of that energy channeled channeled basically my, my uh my play this year.
0: Yeah, and, and building into that. Uh, I'm sure that you have, as you decide to make uh, the decision to go into the NFL draft, you've looked at the other class of pass rushers out there, and I'm curious because you've seen a lot of them in the ACC with the guys up at Clemson uh, and and at Boston College, but you've probably also looked at Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, some of these other guys that are projected as top picks. What is it about your game that you think makes you a little different from them?
1: Um, I think I'm just very versatile. I mean, I can do multiple things, I believe. I also believe that my quick twitch comes into play. When we talk about the things that's different from me and other guys. I feel like I feel like I just have a, a um I guess a a trait that they don't, you know what I mean? There's something that sets me apart of them and that's that's what I continue to work on to make that kind of my go to, my signature. So I just try to try to stay different from everybody else, you know what I mean? So I mean if you look into the draft, look at those guys, there's no other guy that looks like me. So I mean, I'm already different in that aspect, but I just try to work my craft and perfect my craft, so I'm different from the rest. And Brian, one knock that
0: was on you coming into this season was your weight. and And if you could play at a at a big weight, how's that going for you? Are you able to keep on weight? And if you don't mind, what are you weighing in at right now?
1: Um, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm able to keep on weight. I mean, right now I'm working at I'm working t- towards it every day. I I'm working towards it during the season also. Right now, I'm about, um, I said about two thirty seven, two two thirty eight.
0: That, now that must be really nice, coming from a guy who should eat less and he doesn't. <laughs> how nice is it to just be able to eat and like that is part of your job and it's helping you out.
1: Uh, I mean, it's great just to uh, eat all day. I mean, I mean, yeah, but it, but throughout my life, it's just been a burden to gain weight. You know, I'm just naturally slim. If you look at my dad, he's naturally slim, so I mean, that's just how it is. But um, I'm working hard to get his weight
0: on. I am naturally not slim. So that, that's that got to be great for you. I do want to read you one tweet. We we do this every week. We have our draft on draft questions. And this one is from Troy Hyde. He says, hey, I saw Brian Burns listed third in another mock draft. And Ed Oliver was all the way down to 15. Does this make sense to you? And who is Brian Burns? So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Who is Brian Burns, the person, and who is Brian Burns, the prospect?
1: Uh, well, Brian Burns, the person, is uh, just a family-oriented guy. I mean, I love um, Marvel comics, like Spider-Man, Deadpool, Wolverine, all of that type of stuff. I mean, um, I really enjoy dogs. I like to dance. These are just these are just things that the people know me. People that know me, they know I love these um, these things. I love watching movies. Uh, I'd rather watch a movie than go out any other any day of the week. So um, that's kind of my, my thing. Um, and a player, the kind of player I am on the field, um, I'm a primarily speed guy. I really love to use my quick twitch and my speed to, to do what I have to do. Uh, I'm a hard worker. I'm a humble dude. And um, I just pride myself on being the leader to my teammates and um, just inspiring younger g- generations to come.
0: Now, I got to ask you, if you're into Marvel Comics, who's your favorite superhero? Uh, I get this question a lot. <laughs> or if you could be any one of them, uh, who would you be?
1: If I could be any one of them? Yeah. Oh, i will definitely be Deadpool because he can't die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's a good one. My favorite, with, my favorite, my favorite, oh, and it's humor. Yeah, it's humor is <laughs> it. He's a, yeah, he's a funny hero, but my favorite has to be Black Panther.
0: There you go. That's a good one. That's an underrated one. So what would you, you said you're a movie guy. We are huge movie guys. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Most nights I would rather rather watch a good movie. What's your favorite movie that you've ever, like all-time favorite movie?
1: Uh, I don't have one, but uh, that's a hard question. One of, one of my, uh, God, it probably got to be Training Day. Oh, it's probably damn, gotta be that's training a good one. Well, yeah. you
0: can't go wrong with Denzel. No. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can't,
0: you can't. Uh, You were talking about a little bit there. We'll get back to football. We were talking a little bit about like your game, you know, your quick twitch. And as a a pass rusher, that's kind of, you know, usually plays in the two thirties or you're listed in the two thirties. Do you get a lot of comparisons to guys like Vic Beasley who came out of Clemson a few years ago and was kind of a similar build of like a, you know, long armed thinner guy. I think you're quite a bit taller than Vic, but what are some of the comparisons that you've heard um, whether it's, you know, from guys on Twitter or from coaches or, or agents or scouts as far as what type of player you are,
1: um, most of the guys I get is like uh, either Leonard Floyd, uh, Chandler Jones, or or a guy like um, Carol Landry from uh, BC. Yeah. I mean, those are the guys I'm, I'm really compared to because of their quick twitch and uh, how they how they really evade the blocker, and then their frame. Our frames are, are similar, so I mean, those are the guys I usually see.
0: Yeah, so looking at what, you know, a big part of this, I'm sure you're somewhere training, uh, getting ready for the combine and your pro days. What are the types of things that you're working on right now? Because, you know, obviously the film you've put out for three years is huge, but it's also going to be about showing that you have an ability to develop and, and become a better player. What are some of the things that you are working on? Or if you haven't started that process yet, what are some of the things that you want to try to get better at over the next couple of months?
1: Mainly just my strength and weight. I mean, that seems to be my my only uh, huge concern for most people. So everybody everybody's concerned about my weight and uh, and if I'm strong enough to play the edge. But those are my two concerns, and that's the things I'm working at the hardest. So what kind of what kind of meals are you eating every day? Let's
0: get back <laughs> you, to that. Cause I just I gotta know.
1: Well, that's a question for my brother. He cooks for me all the time. He puts together my my meal plan and the things I the things necessary for me to eat. That would
0: be nice, man. I, all I could do with my brother is a podcast. He doesn't, I have to pay for his meals. He doesn't do cook for me. <laughs> my brother also puts food in my belly, which is nice. Yeah, so do you have like a, a calorie count that you're trying to hit though? Like, um, you know, to just keep getting bigger and stronger, or is it just, you know, you're like being super strict and you're like on a keto thing or I don't even know what they're called
1: right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really focused on getting bigger and stronger. Um, those are the two main concerns, but, um, as far as a, a calorie goal, you just said, I mean, one of my nutri- I mean, my nutritionist put together, uh, I think she said about 4,400 calories, something like that. Something around those numbers. But um, that's just my main concern just getting bigger and stronger. So I'm in there.
0: Yeah, Everyone wants to know, and this is the last question we have for you, man. Everyone always talks about what they're going to do once they sign that NFL contract. And we expect you're going to be a first-round pick because it's going to be a pretty big contract what's the first thing you're going to do other than pay your brother back for cooking all these meals? What's the first thing you're going to do once that money hits the bank?
1: What, 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 time, what, 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 what day would that be around?
0: Uh, like, it'd be what, like, what month. maybe May, like middle of May, probably.
1: Well, hopefully there's a good movie. I'll probably go see a movie. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, I mean, I if think, you, I think the Avengers, I think Avengers come out in, May
0: doesn't Avengers come out in May? I think it does. I, I, I'm sure it's one of those summer blockbusters. And I mean and honestly, if if you're having a hard time finding something to do with it, you just let me know at Mellow Esquire on Twitter, man. I'll I'll help you spend that money. We'll do like Brewster's Million if you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. It comes out April twenty sixth, The Avengers does. So you're gonna be at the NFL draft probably when the movie's coming out. So you might have a decision to make. Like, do you hug Roger Goodell or are you kicked back with some popcorn watching the Avengers?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. All <laughs> right. But with God, God willing, God willing, I'll be there. So that mean that's, that's most definitely one of um uh, one of the main things I, I keep first. So,
0: yeah, man, I would say you're trending you're in the right direction to be in Nashville on that stage uh, Thursday night hearing your name called. So we appreciate it, man. Best of luck to you throughout the rest of the process, and we're excited to get to see you on the field again. All right, thank you so much for the interview. Oh, it's that time again, baby. It's draft on draft time. A lot of very, very good ones from you all this week. Miles Menace, love those initials. Draft on draft. Does covering the NFL draft get boring in years like this with less talent than some other previous draft classes? I don't think it does. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, you kind of like, God, I wish there was more excitement. And, you know, when you work in the media, you want quarterbacks, obviously. Last year was great because there were five in the first round. But I don't think it ever gets boring because in years like this, you have the challenge of, OK, we got to I got to go find guys. Like you, mm-hmm. you really have to work harder. To maybe unearth some of the talent that's not super obvious, and people aren't separating themselves maybe so much. And like in some positions, people are really separating themselves. Like Bosa, he's a very elite pass rusher. So it's nice to be able to see guys like that. And even though we don't have a lot of film on him, it's still nice to to have that excitement around him. But then you do get the guys like our receiver class, like who is going to be receiver one. We still really don't even know. We have, like, a handful of guys. Same can be said with running backs and, hell, even quarterbacks. So it's always changing. It keeps everything exciting. You never know what you're going to get with a draft class. I mean, we're working on this up until April. I mean, up until probably the night before the draft. We're still trying to figure out who these guys are and how good they are. And really, even when they're rookies. Yeah. It's just constant work. Yeah, and I think, like, our guy we just talked to, Brian Burns, like, he makes it interesting because you do have someone with such a, like, a unique skill set. His one, his one tool might be that he's very, very quick off the ball, but like, that's a great tool to have. So I think that adds a lot of intrigue and it it definitely kind of keeps you excited about what's going on. So uh, next question, if I can get to the right tab here. I gotcha. Thank you. Lorenz wants to know, and this one's for you, Matt, Matt, can you explain your grading system? Uh, I can. So, my grading scale, which um, I actually need to probably tweet out again, is based on uh, when I first got into scouting. I was I was super young and I wanted I had a draft website and I wanted to correctly grade players like to to give them a number grade, you know, like not Madden where it's one through 100 or whatever. Uh, and so I reached out to a lot of general managers at the time. You could do that because there wasn't Twitter. So I just started emailing guys. And basically talked to a lot of, you know, like Mike Lombardi, Bill Polian, Charlie Casserly, uh, these guys who were uh, really at the forefront of scouting at the time and asked them like, hey, how do you grade players? Not how do you scout, but how do you grade players? And so they shared with me how they put a number on each player. And so, um, you you know, it's basically a, a nine point scale with a 9.0 being the best. That's as high as it gets. And it goes down to essentially a 5. So 5.0 is an undrafted free agent. A 9.0 is the greatest player you've ever seen. I've only given three of those out. Uh, Andrew Luck, Von Miller... And Saquon Barkley, uh, from there most players are going to be in a seven point range, and that's like a first rounder. Six is going to be second, third rounder, and then you, you start to like get more nuance. Like a five nine nine is a fourth rounder, a uh, you know five six zero oh, is a fifth rounder, and so on. But it it's not like a it's not one of those things where it's like cumulative where you get a point for accuracy and a point for arm strength. It's more you're assigning a value based on the round that player will be drafted in or should be. I'll go ahead and explain my grading system too. <laughs> I can't wait. So what we do is we do this thing called standards-based grading where if the student can prove that he can do the work on his own, that gets himself a three. They, I know I have proof. I've documented it. They can do it on their own. Uh, we give them a two – if they can do most of the work, but they still need a little bit of help from the teacher, so most of your kids will fall into that two range for quite a while. And yep. then there's the the hated one on the standards-based grading. That's the, I can't do this by myself. I still need a lot of help. And, and you don't want to see that in the world of education. So that's my grading scale. I know a lot of people were probably interested in that too. So if you do have any other questions, uh, just hit me up here at uh, stick to football or on Twitter. Uh, would you say I'm a three as a scout or a two? Or uh, I think two. You still need a little bit of help. Two plus, maybe. Yeah, is maybe is that two a thing? plus. Uh, two plus a thing? It kind of is. Okay. Honestly, because you'll get students to like, oh, they missed two questions. Like, what? Well, do they really know it? So it, it's two plus is I a know. real thing. I appreciate you explaining that. Alex Hinton wants to know, will teams frown upon a sitting quarterback sitting out his team's bowl game? No. No, not at all. Not anymore. I mean, We're past it. yeah, I don't even know if they would hold it against him if he sat out like the college football playoff. Like they don't care. They get yeah. it. The guy sacrificed for, you know, 12, 13 games sitting out the bowl game. He's he's looking out for number one now. And and you can't hate on kids for doing that. They're trying to do the best they can to get into the league. So no, no hate on them at all. Yeah, I agree. I, you said it perfectly. I don't I mean, think There's a whole lot more to add there. People understand guys like Will Greer. He is he's at the end of it. One more game that means nothing to the to him. Mm-hmm. It only benefits West Virginia. I mean, Jalen Smith. Look That's what him. I always say. Mm-hmm. Jalen Smith would have been the first pick in the draft, uh, barring quarterbacks. He would have been the top player on every team's board. Probably Taylor Decker hits him out of bounds, tears yep. his knee up. And it takes done. him a year. Yeah, uh, at least And a cost year, him millions of dollars. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, Gregory Taylor Jr. Matt, you were banging the table for front office guys, uh, Chris Ballard and John Dorsey, who have both been successful. Who would, <laughs> <Pregnant> be, <Paul. laughs> who would be next guy you think deserves a GM job? Oh, thank you for calling out my hits there. I appreciate that. Um, so I actually think that Ed Dodds in Indianapolis is the next – Like, very good evaluator. He works under Chris Ballard. He's the assistant GM there. I've always heard that he might not want to play the politics of being a GM, but just as far as being a great scout goes, he's up there. I just want to, just while we're calling my hits, I call Brett Veach, too. I just want to say. How did you feel about Ryan Pace? Not well. (laughs) Not good. I really thought that his background as a salary cap guy Would like not carry over to the scouting side well, and I mean I'm just proud of myself for trolling you on the show. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, we used to have a segment where you got to make fun of me. Yeah, and And I do think like that's a thing that was coming up on Twitter a lot when the Bears were starting to have like their success. You took a quote, you ran with it, and now everybody takes it and makes it your opinion. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I I didn't have anything against Pace. I thought Ballard was a better GM candidate, and they hired Pace. And hey, they're both doing great. They they are both yeah. doing fantastically. Uh, I'm just gonna say, it makes you look very good as a GM when you could trade for Khalil Mack. <laughs> that helps that, that a, helps a but little bit. Getting Treat Cohen uh, was a great move. Uh, you know, signing uh, Hicks, the the D lineman. Uh, no one wanted that dude, and he's an All Pro candidate now. Um, and the decision to get Trubisky was was a tough one, and they made the right call there. So that's me defending Ryan Pace. Melina Brown, she has two questions. Yes, she does. Number one, how do Hakeem Butler and Antoine Wesley stack against the receiving class? Is Butler even coming out? I feel like they were fun to watch in the Iowa State Texas Tech game, but I'm not sure if that's just because of the style of offense. So, Hakeem Butler, huge receiver at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Antoine Wesley, also kind of a big receiver at Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah, he has already decided to come out. I don't know if Butler's going to come out, and a lot of people have asked why he is not in my rankings, and the answer is very simple. With a redshirt sophomore, unless I have been told, hey, there's this guy's coming out, or there's a great chance he's coming out, I don't rank them, just because it's, it's I think, just confusing, honestly. So uh, as a redshirt sophomore, I think he's a redshirt sophomore. I hope I didn't get that wrong, because I'm, I'm going off notes here. Um, I just haven't ranked him yet. He did have a great year. He definitely was shining now that they have a competent quarterback. do I'm a linebacker playing back there anymore. So I like his size. Uh, he adjusts to the ball well. He high points like crazy. I don't know how well he's going to run. He is listed as a, a redshirt sophomore. And you're okay. right. When it comes to size, the guy is six six, two 219 pounds. He, is, he has got some size. He's proven time after time he can catch the ball in traffic you do just worry about like his separation. Yeah, and, and for Antoine Wesley, he's 6'5", 185. I mean, this yeah. dude is lanky as hell. Uh, I was actually talking to my about him uh, pretty recently because he was like, oh, man, like the kid declared earlier. It's shocking. You should have seen him when he came in here as a freshman. So we should see him now. He's not much thicker. But I've heard there's a lot of hype around him as maybe a day-two player who could get pushed up if he does run well enough. He is skinny, though. I mean, oh, my goodness. He looks like... And he's rail thin. So I think that's the biggest question there. And th- they are exciting because they are both. It's like Colin Johnson at Texas, too. I would put him in this category. Like these just super tall, well, long they, receivers. I mean, Tech also has TJ Vasher, who is also like 6'6, six, yeah, six, right? 190. There's huge. Yeah. How fun would it be to play in that offense? Yeah, I mean, just throw the One, ball One, two, off. go. So if Butler comes out, I would say he has a chance to be in the first round. It's just going to depend so much on how well he runs. And I think with a lot of the big receivers in this class, you could throw Vasher in there if you want, Johnson at Texas, Butler, Wesley, um, maybe even DK Metcalf. They just are so good at winning at a high point that I don't know how nuanced they actually are as route runners. Or like they haven't had to separate in college because they're just so fucking tall. Right. Yeah. You can get away with it very easily in college. Just you know, it's like Blake Griffin the the as a basketball player. Like it's just big and he could dunk. Yeah. You you're big, you can body people, you can out jump them. So uh next question here from her. Also, where do you see the Cowboys needs this year with them not having a first round pick? Do you think they look to just build depth? Uh, no, I think they can still try to address some needs. You know, we have to see what happens with Tank Lawrence. If, if I would expect that he's going to get franchise tagged, but that could get ugly quickly. Um, you know, he's he's had an up and down career, but it's been fantastic this past year. So if they don't address the, you know, outside of the defense, I really like Dorrance Armstrong. They got the fourth round last year. Um, the secondary has played well. I think they could use a strong safety. Uh, it could be an area they look to go in round two. So... I don't know that it's about depth. I think you can still, Will McClay is a damn good scout. I think you can still find guys around two and three that can come in and be really good starters. I mean, you, Michael Gallup, Third-round pick, he's a, a starter. Connor Williams, second-round pick, he's a starter. Jalen Smith obviously fell for other reasons, but he's a starter. Tank Lawrence, second-round pick, he's starting. So they've done a good job of finding talent outside of the first round. Man, how fun would Taylor Rapp be a strong safety in that defense? That'd be, Oh, gosh, he looked great in a yeah. Cowboys uniform. I'm and, not even a Cowboys yeah. fan. But. And a lot of people have been like, oh, you, Taylor Rapp's not a strong safety. I think he is. I think he, oh, hit, I think he, he hits too. so well. He plays moving forward. I don't care what Washington lists him as. To me, he's a strong safety all day. Yeah, I mean, who cares what position he plays at college? It's about transitioning Ooh. to the NFL. Or Jonathan Abram, Mississippi State. Yeah, but they do need they need help. And you can find guys like that. Just because it's not a first-round guy doesn't mean he's not going to come in as a starter. I mean, second-round yeah. guys all the you, time. They coming. should be starters. You're, especially if there's a lot of turnover in yeah. the roster already. Those They expect to fill needs with that. So they'll go get a, a high-end guy who's maybe even a little bit more of a risk, but you got to hit with those second-round picks, especially when you don't have a first. Yeah, that's exactly it. You, And, and when you're a team that is going to start to get expensive, you, know, you yep. got to pay some of these players. It sounds like they're going to probably pay Dak. Yeah, man, you got to be able to, to unearth some talent that can become a starter outside of the first round. So, great questions from everybody this week. Thank you guys so much for participating. We leaned on you heavily this week with "Would You Rather" with draft on draft. So, thank you all. Um, Merry Christmas, Melo, You won't talk to the people again before Christmas. I don't. No, think. it's it's going to be a while. And, and definitely thanks to Brian Burns. Uh, we asked him some weird questions and he answered them. Hung in there. I just hope that he's enjoying eating every meal that he can. Right four hundred four thousand four hundred calories a day i mean i take that many calories in too i mean it's not that with no workout so beat that brian burns (laughs) i'm just storing all those calories it is winter mellows hibernating all right let's hibernate till monday when we'll be back to talk to you guys i guess you'll get one more shot at them before christmas so uh we'll talk to y'all monday morning and uh that's it have fun